Hebrews 11.38, of those whom the world was not worthy, wandering about in deserts and mountains and in dens and in caves of the earth. Now 1 Kings 18, 2b through 4. Now the famine was severe in Samaria, and Ahab called Obadiah, who was over the household. Now Obadiah feared the Lord greatly. And when Jezebel cut off the prophets of the Lord, Obadiah took a hundred prophets and hid them by fifties in a cave and fed them with bread and water. 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 3 through 18. Then he, that is Elijah, was afraid, and he arose and ran for his life and came to Beersheba, which belongs to Judah, and left his servant there. But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a broom tree. And he asked that he might die, saying, It is enough now, O Lord, take away my life for I am no better than my father's. And he lay down and slept under the broom tree. And behold, an angel touched him and said to him, Arise and eat. And he looked, and behold, there was at his head a cake baked on hot stones and a jar of water. And he ate and drank and lay down again. And the angel of the Lord came again a second time and touched him and said, Arise and eat, for the journey is too great for you. And he arose and ate and drank and went in the strength of that food 40 days and 40 nights to Horeb, the mount of God. There he came to a cave and lodged in it. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him and he said to him, What are you doing here, Elijah? He said, I have been very jealous for Yahweh, the God of hosts, for the people of Israel have forsaken your covenant, thrown down your altars, and killed your prophets with the sword. And I, even I only, am left, and they seek my life to take it away. And he said, Go out and stand on the mount before the Lord. And behold, Yahweh passed by, and a great and strong wind tore the mountains and broke in pieces the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, the sound of a low whisper. And when Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his cloak and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave, and behold, there came a voice to him and said, What are you doing here, Elijah? He said, I have been je very jealous for the Lord, the God of hosts, for the people of Israel have forsaken your covenant, thrown down your altars, and killed your prophets with the sword, and I, even I only, am left, and they seek my life to take it away. And the Lord said to him, Go, return on your way to the wilderness of Damascus. Damascus. And when you when you arrive, you shall anoint Hazael to be king over Syria. And Jehu, the son of Nimshi, you shall anoint to be king over Israel. And Elisha, the son, the son of Shaphat of Abel-Meholah, you shall anoint to be prophet in your place. 
And the one who escapes from the sword of Hazael shall Jehu put to death. And the one who escapes from the sword of Jehu shall Elijah, Elisha put to death. Yet I will leave 7,000 in Israel, all the knees that have not bowed to Baal, and every mouth that has not kissed him. And this is the word of the Lord. Mm, thanks be to God. Man, what a what a beautiful passage. Gosh, such a powerful, powerful story. Oh my gosh. I mean, and and I mean the the prophets of Obadiah too. I mean, so I mean the uh also incredibly um uh you know incredibly powerful too. Um we're reflecting on the faith of those who lived in caves. I mean, that's mm-hmm. kind of the that's kind of the the thing here, you know. I, I just thinking through these stories and this idea of faith, and you know, I'm so grateful for the material blessings that the Lord has given me, obviously. But like, the, the, this this does kind of invite me into, like, gosh, like I just want to like lay it all on a line for the Lord. Like, what yeah. does that look like in my life? Yeah. Um, you know, Barrett Fisher and I, I think you may know this. You know, we spent a summer after college kind of backpacking through the mountains of Western China. Yeah. And it was really, I mean, the closest that I ever got to this, and it was nothing like this. I didn't live on one cake for 40 days, but I, um, but we did, I mean, what, I mean, what's, you know, it was the closest I ever got to this. I mean, we were kind of going village to village to village, Mm -hmm. you know, praying. We were constantly in prayer. Um, We were, you know, just, hoping that the Lord would move in those mountains. Um, we were trusting the Lord for food. I mean, there was a lot of faith involved. Um, and it, and I just look back to it as such a sweet time for the Lord. Um, and so, yeah, it just makes me want to like, you know, w- w- put my life out there for, for Jesus, for, for his kingdom um, and trust him in faith. And, and I think that's where you just really see the power of God and and I think too, I mean, something about that Elijah story that, you know, you're reminded that you're not the only one. You're reminded that, no, there are others that are faithful and that, you know, not are not only faithful. I mean, here's the prophets of Obadiah um, also hiding in caves. I mean, Elijah was obviously worn out. He obviously felt totally isolated, but he wasn't alone. Um, so yeah, thoughts on the passage. You know, yesterday I referenced James 5, which is that, you know, closing remark from James where he says, Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. And it's easy to internally read that, at least for me, and think, yeah, but like, no, he wasn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, right. <laughs> and this passage is just a such a, a kind provision from God to believe that. You, you just see this guy who's totally at the end of his rope. And at his wits end, so much so that, yeah, and I I would bet that most members of Christ's covenant have not done this, but he's begging God for death. Yeah. And that is, uh, I mean, that alone is so heavy and jarring. The the Lord just asks, he basically says, or he literally says, what are you doing here? What are you doing here, Elijah? Twice and both right, times, yeah. one before this amazing, like, epiphany moment, thing. yeah, 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 yeah. And Elijah lays it all there. He he says, "Lord, I have I've fought the good fight. I, I'm jealous for your glory. 
among the nations and, and among Israel. And yet they've forsaken your covenant and I alone am left and they're seeking to kill me. So just go just ahead go and take me yeah. and finish the job. And the Lord meets him there. And, you know, I think it's, it's a really powerful place to end, you know, as we're walking through Hebrews 11 and where the author of Hebrews, I mean, he, he is alluding to, you know, these stories of the prophets and people of God in utterly destitute positions. And I, I think it's a good reminder that while we are always established in faith and while we always have you know, a lasting hope and promise in faith. We certainly face trials. We face adversity and, and it, it can lead us to hopelessness. And yet in those moments, God is always so faithful to meet us and, mm. and to gather us back in and to sustain us. Mm. You know, and, and I, <clears throat> I love before that part how does the voice of the Lord come to him that's encouraging, that's soothing, that like keeps him alive? It says in a low whisper, mm -hmm. right? And so you have this, uh, you know, mountain crushing wind. Yeah. You have yeah. this, uh, um, you know, this earthquake. Um, you have this fire, you know, and it, that's, of course, like, you know, I want to see something big. I want to see something amazing. And of course, like, you know, it says the Lord was not in the fire. The Lord was not in the earthquake. The Lord was not in the wind. He was in this low voice. And and the way that the Lord manifests, I think this is an encouraging word to me, the way that the Lord manifests, comforted, and really like gave life to Elijah was that, look, there's a lie, rather a lie, was, look, there's a lie, Look, there's all these other people like you've you're a part of this movement. And and I think for me, like, man, I want to see the power of God. I want to see the hand of the Lord. But like the, the actually the most encouraging thing is like, oh, like and this is one of the things I love about what you do every week. Will like you're up there singing, you're leading us in worship. And I love looking around in the in the auditorium and seeing, okay, like that person like believes that all he has is Christ too. Like mm -hmm. he hasn't kissed Baal. Like yeah. that person believes yeah. that he is standing on the solid rock of Christ too. Like he hasn't bowed, bowed down to the idols of this world. And so mm -hmm. I do think like one of the most encouraging things we can do is just be together, is just be with the other yeah. uh, saints. And, and ultimately that's what encourages Elijah here. Absolutely. But I love this, man. What a what a what a what a story of faith. We have gone deep, and I've just been so encouraged by so many saints that have come before us that have been faithful in the most treacherous and difficult and um and you know, you know, humiliating and horrible moments. And so then we have one more reading in Hebrews eleven we'll look at tomorrow, but right. for today, for Will Carlisle, I'm Jason Dees.